So welcome to the musings of my mind about who I am without worrying about what people think about what I have to say. Which is a lot easier said than done. This all started because one of my kids said something to me that made me realize that I have shut away so much of my experiences from them that they don't know who I am. They don't have a sense of me. They just have this strange view that is such a limited perspective and I have no one to blame but me. I've done a lot of things to protect myself from feeling vulnerable and I know the cause and I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I'm going to talk about that a lot, I won't lie, but uh it doesn't change the impact. Like knowing where it comes from doesn't change that I sit here and I don't want to tell people the whole ugly truth of where I come from, what feeds me, where my brain goes. I just don't want to share it. And if you can't share who you are, you can't connect to people. I definitely have a hard time connecting to people. Because, you know, you got to trust them with a little bit of who you are. And I don't. So, I thought maybe this way I could share a little bit of who I am and practice being vulnerable, I guess. We'll see how that goes. I, um... As part of my psychology degree, I had to do this project where you ask people to pick the 10 things that most make them think of you and the 10 things that they think have little to nothing to do with you. And then you pick them for yourself as well. And it like compares the, the self that's in the middle, like your actual self, your publicly perceived self, and your self-perception. And it shows you, like, what all of those are. And it was a real learning curve for me. There were things people assume about me that just have nothing to do with anything about who I am or how I feel. A lot of people used the word courageous. And I'm not. I'm driven. Um, but I'm not brave. I'm not courageous. It's like the farthest from anything that I've ever felt about myself and joyous. People think that I am filled with joy. And the truth is I'm angry. Very, very angry, angry with the world. I'm struggle to have compassion for people inside intellectually no problem I see your faults I, I understand that all humans have faults and intellectually I'm totally okay with that but emotionally like fuck you if you screw up you know and yeah working on it easier said than done right 
So from there, it just got me thinking that maybe... Maybe it's time to, like, crack open the safe a little. And so, this episode, I just want to give you a very brief background. So I have three kids, three grandchildren. Um, I grew up as the oldest of four children. And my mother has borderline personality disorder untreated. And to my knowledge, my dad's an alcoholic, but I don't actually know. Um, it's just what mom told us kids every day while we were growing up. My mother worked really hard to make sure that we were afraid of my dad. Very hard. She several times has tried to get me to say that he molested me, which he never did. Um, which has some irony in it. Her family is also pretty messy, and I don't know my dad's family very well. Um, we'd go over to his parents' place, but his stepdad doesn't speak English. Um, he only spoke Ukrainian, and Baba didn't really talk much. So, I mean, they fed us. I feel like they loved us, um, but we didn't really have a little, whole lot of time with them. And... The person I spent the most time with, aside from my mom, was her baby brother, who's two years older than me. And when I was seven, he started molesting me. And by the time I was 12, he was getting his friends in on it. And when I told on him, the his parents, my grandmother and my mom, made us each apologize to each other. And then, of course, nothing stopped. But, um, it didn't go too far, but it definitely fucked up my boundaries, where I still have a hard time establishing what's okay and what's not okay, at what point my needs should take priority over someone else's needs when it comes to sex. Everything's really messy. And I'm working on it, and I've done a lot of counseling and whatever, but that kind of shit leaves a mark. My mom, um, she was a character. We always had lots of adventures, and we grew up telling stories of those adventures, not realizing how unhealthy that whole environment was until we were much, much older. And I honestly don't know if my two youngest siblings have ever come to the realization that their upbringing was shit, but they um, know my other sister and I have certainly talked a lot about it. My mom would do this thing where we'd wake up in the morning and all our stuff was gone. She would have sold it or auctioned it off or whatever. And she'd pack us up into her beater car and we'd drive from Winnipeg to... BC and just move while dad was gone and then we wouldn't see him for a few months and then when we did finally see him we were all angry at him and scared of him and it didn't go very well for him and it was really discombobulating because I can't remember my dad being anything but patient with us, I guess. I mean, I remember once he he dropped a... He was putting in an air conditioner and he dropped a screen onto the patio. 
and um, it nearly hit us and like he yelled at us and sweared at us but it was I imagine he was scared but at the time because of all the stories mom had told us we were pretty sure it was because he hated us and resented that he had to get married so and they fought a lot like a lot so it wasn't ever really surprising that that she kept leaving um and to this day I don't have a relationship with my dad and I don't know what the point would be of trying to have one with him now after all these years because all I have is questions and he has never been willing to talk about my mom ever I don't know whether that's out of respect and not wanting to say anything bad or because he knows that shit talking the other parent just creates wedges I don't know um, or if he just is like me and doesn't know how to be vulnerable like I honestly don't know I do know that I was 19 the first time first time my dad ever told me he loved me I was pregnant and I hadn't told him he actually took me out and tried to buy me an alcoholic beverage for my birthday when I came of age and I was pregnant so I wouldn't drink it and uh, I never told him I didn't think he'd care <laughs> all these years later and it's still just it always made me wonder if uh, dad had told us that he loved us if he'd verbalized that if it would have if it would have changed how we viewed him when we were growing up especially for me because I'm the one that mom told everything to I was her confidant her best friend She was mine. And I have never adored anybody the way I've adored my mom. When she loved you, man, you knew it. And I have never so passionately been angry or hated anyone as much as I did my dad and it frustrates me now because he didn't do anything to earn that to my knowledge but my mom was a master manipulator so yeah if you've picked fights with your dad over shit that went on between your parents up and say something before it's too late just saying I don't have a whole shit ton of regrets but that's I definitely regret that we didn't understand that I didn't understand growing up that my mom was just a broken human like the rest of us my mom moved us to Penticton far away from my dad and she treated me more like a roommate than a kid most of the time. And then grandma would come out and she'd all of a sudden have rules. Grandma would leave and there'd be no rules again. It was interesting. 
my mom always had these boys coming over after the bar. And quite often they'd have a friend. So this one guy she dated, Yance, his friend's name was Fred. And Yance would throw quarters on the ground so that my sister would pick him up so we could look down her shirt and they'd crack jokes about her breasts. So I learned that I had to deflect attention away from my sister. Which um, led to a few terrible things happening. Um, so, yeah, fuck you, Yance, and fuck you, Fred. The altercations with Fred got bad enough that I spent a couple nights locked in the bathroom while he pounded on the door. And um, I don't understand why a grown man would want to put his hands on a obviously broken pubescent girl but gross that's all I gotta say about that is gross and uh, I used to think that my mom didn't know and certainly I never told her after talking to her about my uncle and being made to apologize and it was never discussed again I certainly wasn't going to go to her with this. And um, things got bad where there was enough abuse going on behind the scenes that I was suicidal and I just didn't want to anymore, didn't want anything. And I tried to talk to my mom about, about what was going on. And it turned into a name-calling screaming match where she felt like, like, I don't know. I don't know how she felt, but she called me some names, slapped me. And um, that was the first time I tried to take my life. And in the hospital, it's pretty funny, they pump your stomach and then they're like, promise you will not do that again and that you'll go to a counselor you make those promises and they send you home I actually started to make a plan I was 14 and at that point I had had three of her boyfriends sexually assault me and one person I tried to date that sexually assaulted me. And I started to act out in other ways. One of my mom's boyfriends tried to put his hands on me and I smacked him. And I ended up with a big bruise on my face and I lied to my mom and said some kids jumped me at the bus stop. She dragged me to the police and made me file a statement and I didn't know anybody so I just made stuff up about what they looked like and who they were and one of the descriptions apparently matched somebody in my school. Um, it was, it was, it was shit. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't tell the officers what was going on. 
because mom was the only person I had. And when she was mad at me, I had nothing. So she couldn't know what was going on. It was just such a mess. She, um, it was a mess. But anyways, to my knowledge, I protected my sisters from those creepy men. But when I was 16, I just, I couldn't anymore. We had moved up north and I was kind of dating this guy. He came down to see us after she moved us back to the Okanagan and I convinced him to take me with him and I ran away. I left my sisters with her new creepy husband and her baby knowing that she couldn't and wouldn't keep them safe. And I still feel like the biggest piece of shit for it. Intellectually, I know at 16 there's fuck all I can do. But as an adult, I'm like, why didn't you tell your dad? Why didn't you tell the police? Why didn't you tell someone what was going on in that house? The oldest of my little sister swears that none of that happened to her, so... Maybe it's just something about me, right? <sighs> and of course, I was trying to have a relationship at 16 with the guy I ran away with with no relationship skills other than what I'd learned from my mom. And a couple of things happened that year while I was dating Bill. First, I went to a hockey game with a bunch of my friends and it was in the neighboring town. So we had a hotel and we stayed over. And the guy who we came to cheer on, our friend, climbed into bed at wee hours in the morning. They were all old enough to drink and I wasn't, so I was already home asleep in the hotel. And climbed into bed with me and... had sex with me while I was telling him not to and trying to push him away without waking up everybody else in the room. So I tried to normalize that one when he dropped me back off at home. I got out of the car and kissed him. I don't know who was more surprised, me or him, because we didn't speak the whole way home. It was quite a drive. And then after I moved in with my boyfriend, he had a party and bunch of us fell asleep on the couch and I woke up with one of his friends <sighs> mauling me told him to fuck off and he was all ignorant about it I don't even have words for that I went to bed and I was pretty upset 
and Billy was like, why are you in such a mood? And when I told him what happened, he kicked the shit out of the kid, which I didn't know how to deal with. I didn't know how I was supposed to react to that. Because it didn't match what I'd been taught about what happens to guys that do things. And Bill never blamed me at all. And I, I didn't know how to deal with that. At all. <laughs> and then um, I joined the army, moved back the prairies was in the reserves and uh, we were co-ed training in Wainwright and I was sexually assaulted by a couple of the soldiers from Britain that were training on our grounds I don't really remember much of it I've got um Yeah, there were some injuries. Um, I still managed to graduate training and was training to join um, Airborne and wasn't allowed to participate because I was pregnant. which really devastated me at first. And all the same things, right? Like if you're sexually assaulted and you end up pregnant, you're like, you have to think about whether or not you can be okay with that child. But I couldn't fathom anything except raising, raising that child and having that opportunity it was it was so amazing I loved being pregnant I had moved back in with my mom and um, she was terrible but my grandmother was an incredible support the whole time I was pregnant my grandparents were amazing like just amazing I had Justin a little early but he's just this perfect little creature and I had never felt such a furious sense of wanting to protect someone which is amazing because I am super protective of my siblings but anyways that's enough uh, talking about my childhood um, I don't talk about it 
very much. And if I do, it's like a silly story or... Because I don't want other people to have to hurt. And because I don't trust that people can honor that kind of experience without it changing how they treat you. And I don't want to be coddled. I don't want people to feel sorry for me. And I also don't want to be put on some freaking pedestal where it's like, you're so strong. It just is what it is. And you either get through it or you don't. It doesn't make me special. And plus, if you tell people about it, then you have to feel like I'm feeling right now. And that just really sucks. <laughs> just really sucks. But yeah, I use the excuse of protecting my kids that they don't know any of this. I mean, they know bare facts. They've met their grandmother, so... And, um... Anyways, welcome to Angel Exposed, I guess. I will um, be back next week.